How's it? We are the Joy Stick Show. Your three favorite friends from Hawaii are back to talk story about comic news, pop culture, and video games. If this is your first time, mahalo for spending some time with us. I'm your co-host Drake. That's Thomas. What's up? What's up? That's Scott. How's it? And circularly with us is somebody who doesn't want to necessarily be named, but you can definitely see it on right now. That person's name is Justin. Justin. <laughs> Justin. Any hooser, welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Joystick Show. Boys, how have we been? It's been a whole week. What have you been up to? It's been good. I I just want to really quickly, uh, yeah, credit Justin. This is, um, we, we want him, we want him to be a part of the family. So if you want Justin a part of the family, message us, email us, tweet Tweet us, because uh, that would be great, because we need him. So thanks for being yeah. here, Justin. Uh, the other thing is, I also quickly want to just throw it out there to you guys. We really appreciate all the feedback we've been getting for the first part of the year already, which has been awesome. But yeah, uh, if you could share this episode with somebody else, I say this in the outro all the time, but um, we would truly appreciate it. Or if you could Mm -hmm. like, review, subscribe, all that stuff would be super helpful. We're trying to grow. We want to do more fun stuff with you guys. So just uh, wanted to get that business out of the way. The business. All right. So my week's been good because we got another the last of us so it's been great how about you scott uh, yeah it's been great um just working <laughs> and living life to the fullest so oh, right. and i get to hang out with you guys every week so that's cool um oh you just have to and, say that yeah and what's the next thing oh yeah just justin's here and uh <laughs> speech, speech. No, I'm um yeah just happy to be here guys absolutely uh but yeah what about you drake anything new happened for you this past week uh, this past weekend, I had a conversation with my wife on how to better clean the house. So oh, damn. that was nice. nice. That was nice. Just working together, you know. Uh, yeah. How, how did this conversation go? Give us like a 30 second clip. Um, hey, I'm going to need you to do this. Uh, why? Uh, because of this. Oh, okay. That was pretty much the gist of it. I don't want to get too much into the detail, <laughs> but, um, I will say that communication is key if you are married and you want to have a relationship. Definitely talk out the things that you feel are necessary to help keep that bond together. There you go. Talk to your wife like an employee and it keeps the bond. Hey, oh. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe um, also explain, like, hey, you know, I like when this is done because it makes me feel this way or something. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, hey, um, you see that? Get it the fuck off the ground. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel shitty when it's on the ground, okay? Yeah. No, no. We Complimenting is great, and I think we yes. understand your point, Drake, which is communication sure. is is the key, and more of it is good. But Strongly yeah, add some feelings, mm-hmm. add some compliments. <clears throat> so this week we actually had you know a, a few trailers that came out and one it, it just feels like dungeons and dragons is at the top of everybody's mm. like pop culture list so far this year which is great uh we got vox machina which we'll be covering in today's episode and we also got a new dungeons and dragons trailer so mm-hmm. guys which is mm-hmm. honor among thieves i think it's called something like uh, that yeah, yeah honor some, among thieves in that region. uh but what did you guys think about that trailer, Scott? It looks like a fun trailer. It, um, I know the first Dungeons Dragons movie we got was like comedy based as well, but this, 
Uh, and that was like many years ago. Um, okay, as a kid, good. I thought it was, was gonna, cool, but you know, I rewatched it and I was like, it's not the best. Okay, I was going to ask you when. Dumb. Was it like the 80s? <clears throat> no, no, no. It was like, um, man, when was it? It was like, uh, like middle school or something. Okay. We, I forget when it was, but it had like the um the Wayne's brothers in it, and um the guy who plays um the guy who was um Alfred in the Snyder Cut. Oh, oh okay, okay. He nice. he was like the the bad guy wizard and stuff, but it it had definitely had some comedy and like cool dragons and stuff. But then I remember like hearing from people like this had nothing to do with Jones and Dragons or something. Like they were just really <laughs> upset. But um from what I'm hearing about this movie, um. Christine is like really huge in the Dungeons and Dragons and she's able to call like through the trailer. She's like calling all like the monsters and all the things that are like in like the game or used in the game. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it brings comedy to it as well, which I really love. So it seems really cool. I it mean, the, the CG is great. And the um, the comedy so far, it seems it seems like a really fun movie. Yeah, it seems oh, very Chris yeah. Piney to me so far. It's very pine yeah. heavy from what I could see. Drake, what did you think yeah. about it? <clears throat> I, I feel very same. It's very Piney. I think um, having watched Vox Machina helped me kind of take in a little bit more, just because one of the char- one of the characters is a bard in um, Vox Machina. So uh, playing the lute, as you could say, and so uh, seeing Chris Pine with that kind of gave me a similar vibe. So I'm I'm a little bit more excited based on having watched Vox Machina to seeing this. I haven't watched the original, but I feel like as I've grown playing Magic, um, I've definitely. Want to see a little bit more of the D and D kind of played through, just to watch the character work and the cast in itself is pretty decent. So, wanting to get to see how their dynamic works together. So, I'm definitely excited for when this comes out. Yeah, absolutely. It looks really good. You're right about the special effects, and you're right about the cast. I think that it's gonna work. You know, it looks to me, it almost looks like a '90s action movie, but in a good way. In the ways mm-hmm. where you have this team that's a ragtag and there's comedy in it, but there's cool action and it's kind of over the top, which mm-hmm. to me, I don't know, I, I, I look forward to that because so many things are, are based in realism now. And this looks like it's it's definitely leading into the fantasy, which I'm all about. Plus, right. we're getting Michelle Rodriguez back, who is like still a badass, but she gets to be more of a badass. That guy, mm-hmm. Justice, I don't remember what his last name is, but he plays, I think, a wizard in the trailer. He looks funny as hell in this movie. That guy is so talented. I mean, he can play anything, and he's kind of been showing his range in these last few years, but he looks super funny, and the action looks cool. Plus, anytime there is a bear mm-hmm. owl, like I'm on board with that. So it looks pretty For damn sure. good. And it's yeah. funny you say the 90s because the 90s are definitely back. Yeah, right. that's true. Yeah, so true. We'll talk about that in a bit too. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, okay, so the next trailer we got, and uh, hey, hope you guys got your Valentine's Day dates all lined up, and you know what you're getting because it's right around the corner. And yeah. we got our first little trailer hinting at a Valentine's Day special, which I haven't seen a Valentine's Day special in a long time. But we have Harley Quinn's a very diabolic Valentine's Day special. No, a very problematic Valentine's Day special. So uh, how did you guys feel about that, Drake? I thought the trailer was interesting. I mean, I definitely enjoy that, um, all of all of it. I enjoy all of the Harley Quinn situation um, just based on the dialogue and everything and like that. Um, I kind of, I'm interested to kind of see how they go in terms of the Valentine's Day. I'm wondering if they're going to go like straight... Um, 
not cliche but if they're going to use that cliche to help build up that dialogue because i feel like the dialogue is going to really shine through in this one um but anything harley quinn i'm down to watch i i really love um, what they're doing with it now so uh scott how do you feel about it um yeah i think it looks hilarious um I like that they address that like, oh, I love the cheesiness of Valentine's Day. You get to, you know, do things that are cheesy and like it's justified for that day, even if, if you maybe you're embarrassed about it or something. They're showing all the pairs get paired up and stuff. And um, as you see in the trailer, like they do it so good that Poison Ivy's um, like pheromones <laughs> slash something goes out and it's like Kingsman. But instead of killing each other, everyone's fucking like <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> it's like just hilarious. You're like, OK, like. Now they have, I hope they like, I'm just looking forward to like superheroes maybe banging each other, you yeah, know, yeah. like, cause they, they cool. showed like Batman earlier or something. Like that'd be hilarious. Just seeing like s- seeing characters that are definitely always taken so seriously um, because of the way this show is, they can like make them do really silly things and it's like acceptable. So I'm yeah. like, I'm hoping to see some crazy stuff in this like special so i'm looking forward to it yeah Sounds fun. it looks like it i mean like you said the whole city's banging like people are outside the window at one point there's a dog banging a cat like it's like <laughs> the city's going nuts so yeah, yeah i think you described it. just the dialogue is out of control already i'm like man this is dirty like it's a <laughs> dirty comedy for i mean some of the jokes are pretty crass in you know, in the regular show. So why would this be any different? This is not going to be for kids though. That's for for sure. sure. This is like, yeah, this is almost NC 17 from what I could see from the trailer. Like on YouTube, I had to sign in to make sure I was an adult to watch the trailer. I'm like, this is some dirty shit. So yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, But yeah, looks good. It looks pretty good. You know, and if this does well, like I hope other shows do stuff like this. Like it is kind of cool. Like, like you said, you don't, I don't remember the last time we had like, a valentine's day special or you know like something i see that in like animes where they're like this is a christmas episode or something but like if this does well then they can comedies can totally do stuff like that like just for funsies side story here you go you know yeah yeah i'm on board with it too i think that's pretty awesome all right so we had some interesting news and i don't know like this probably isn't the top news out there but it's just some of the news that i kind of wanted to discuss with you guys and so we got a little notification today that M&M will not be using any more spokes candies, that they will have Maya Rudolph as their spokesperson because some people were less than happy with the shoe choices, I want to say. And then this isn't the whole detail. You know, this is just a part of it. But what do you guys think about somebody being, I guess, bothered, maybe offended by the shoe choices of the M&M's and M&M not using the candies. Uh, you know, I think it's, I think they're definitely like purposely doing this just to bring people to watch the ad for Super Bowl, most likely. Right. Oh, and um, they're probably still going to use that. the candies going forward, but like they're pitching a story, right? Like, cause even in the description, it said that um, the M&M's are going to be, um, they're going to be taking on new opportunities or some, some crap. So I'm assuming it's like Maya Rudolph is like, she's going to get the job. Then they're showing all these like maybe new jobs that the M&Ms are going to get. And then like, you know, just to like play into whatever. And then going forward, whether they still use Maya Rudolph like and stuff like I wouldn't be surprised if they just still use the M&Ms, you know. Yeah. And I think the whole backlash on the shoe stuff, I think that's just like ridiculous people getting like, of you know, the people who get <laughs> overly offended about like, this is it's too woke kind of stuff. Like, right. I think it's it's really just that small percent that 
you know, is is speaking out about that. But I, I really think it's just to drive up like tune in the Super Bowl, find out the story. Yeah. Like, I think that's what it is. I think you're right. I mm-hmm. feel like I got got because I was like, this is too much. Like this is, <laughs> I, you know, I don't mind things being progressive. I don't mind inclusion. I don't mm-hmm. mind trying to like progress society for it. But I was like, taking away the M&Ms because of their shoes, this is too much. But I didn't think about <laughs> the company baiting me so that I would yeah. kind of get irritated. So then I would tune into the ad. Like you're totally yeah. right. Man, I feel like a sucker. I feel but you like know, I could me. be wrong, you know, but I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Dang, yeah. that that worked. What did you What did you think, Drake? I I was on a, a similar I think pathway that uh, Scott talked about, but in general, from my dad used to work as a um, a sales representative for M M&M and M Mars. Uh, M M&M and M's being obviously one of their biggest um, sellers. Uh, I don't know that M M&M and M in general can kind of go without it to have such a a wild transition. Um, and for it to not kind of come back into the fold, especially we just talked about how things are kind of getting back into the nineties. Um, it, I just, yeah, I just, it, to me, it was like, mm, I don't really think they would move away from that just based on the fact of their marketing and how deep kind of it runs. But, um, I think we'll see during the Super Bowl, as Scott said, if it's a, if it's a gimmick, if it's just trying to drop a little bit more views, um, maybe be a little bit more creative. That'd be awesome. Um, mm-hmm. because M&Ms have constantly been evolving. I mean, pretty much it was peanuts and plain. And now you have like peanut butter in them and now you have pretzels in them and things like that. So Crazy. hopefully they just, Keep evolving. They put a put a sour patch kid in there. What would they think yeah. of next? Yeah. Do you think we will see the sexy green M M&M and M ever again? Uh, oh yeah. Maybe oh, like yeah. a like a porn, maybe like a late night HBO. Yeah, probably Wait, on Harley. Say, actually, maybe on Harley Quinn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe Maya puts on a green dress, and then the original green M M&M and M comes back. It's like that's my job or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, that'd be great. Something. There you go. Uh, there you go. Maya Rudolph on Hot Ones. Let's just watch that over again. So good. She's so funny, man. Uh, they She's had that dead. Christmas special for Murderville, and she was yeah. on it with Jason Bateman. Oh my god, she's so, so funny. funny naturally. Yeah. That man, I'd watch Maya Rudolph do anything. She's so funny for oh, sure. Little side note wasn't on our list. Uh, the SNL special this last mm-hmm. weekend with Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza, one yeah. of the most funny I've seen in a long time. She's super funny in it, and oh, uh, there is a little tidbit of Leslie Nope. So, because it reminded oh, yeah, me of yeah. Maya Rudolph and then uh, Amy Poehler. Then Amy Poehler came back on as Leslie Nope. And oh, man, that okay, whole that's cool. SNL is so, it's so damn funny. They even do a play on White Lotus and they, uh, it's called Black Lotus. And uh-huh. all the people who work at the hotel are black and they tell, they're like, it's just like White Lotus, but they tell you what they really think. And like, <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's so funny. So, that's yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, I digress. Uh, yeah. Anyways, little tidbit. I feel like they suckered me into being upset about nothing. And you're right, Scott, because it's all going to make sense during the Super Bowl. So Cobra Kai, uh, they got renewed for a sixth and final season. Wow. So I'm not I'm not surprised they got renewed. Right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, of course, the show's doing well. They had this epic finale at the end of last season. I don't really know. I guess there's one little tidbit they can move in to kind of. I don't know, have a final battle against, right? Against mm-hmm. John Kreese or whatever. But yeah, I guess I'm not surprised about it being or getting renewed. I guess I am surprised as it is a final season. But I, I think what other stories can they tell? I mean, that's kind of the direction I'm going in. It's like they've brought back every old cameo. If they're still alive, mm-hmm. you know, then that person's been in the show. I don't know. What do you guys think about it? Because I'm like, 
I don't know. It, yeah, it just makes sense. Like, no, what, you, what else could they do? Yeah, I agree with you there. Like, it's best to go out the way you want to go out, right? Versus yeah, like go down being swinging. like canceled, like right? Because there's enough right. show, enough Netflix shows are canceled nowadays. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I'd like to think maybe they were in a writing room and they're like, we probably got one more good story to tell. Like, let's make mm, this yeah. the last one. Like you were saying. So, um, yeah, I'm fine with that. That's cool. We can still go back yeah. and watch the other ones. Six seasons is a lot of seasons. That's like, true. not many shows get six seasons. That's true. Yeah, so that's it was cool. back on, like, YouTube Network Red or whatever it was. Re- YouTube Red? Like yeah. I like, think it was oh, YouTube yeah. Red or something like that. Yeah, it started there. So it's like that, that show has already seen a transition. It's like the titans of Netflix. And started yeah. on a completely dead network or streaming service, and now it's on a big one. But yeah, yep. Drake, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no. Uh, I think... I don't know. I, I would like it to be like the Jurassic part, the latest Jurassic world, right? Where they just give you, just give me everything that I know of the series. Just pound it in. You know what? Just CG Pat Morita back into it so I can just <laughs> have everything that I need of it so that I can be done with it, right? Like, I, I know that's not... Well, you're like, give me everything I want so I never have to watch it again. <laughs> I mean, Thank you. pretty much, right? That's like, what I love. These characters in themselves are not going to, you know, continue on in that sense, right? Because you brought it back for the second time. It's done extremely well. You're telling stories into which give a lot of backstory and move the, move it uh, forward a lot. At the same point in time, uh, from that from the nostalgic standpoint, um, to me, it has to evolve from here. And what are you going to evolve it into? Um, and so that's kind of where the, the creative, um, maybe French tilt needs to happen. But in that sense, like what I want personally, just give me all the things that bring me to the nostalgia, that get me the Karate Kid high, and then go out with a bang. I mean, what more could you do, you know? Right, mm-hmm. right. Unless you fully move on with the next generation. But part of the thing that I love about Cobra Kai is them bringing back all the people from Karate Kid. Like that's my yeah. one of my favorite parts about it. So it's like when those guys are done and those stories are kind of been told when that war is over, you're right. It's like, do we want to just watch the kids? Nah, I guess we could, but you don't know. It has to be really compelling for me to be in, to be into it for, from there. So yeah, mm-hmm. I got you. Let, let's tap it out. Um, all right. Next thing is there is a new Tron movie that was announced with Jared Leto. Do we care? <laughs> I don't know if that's a fair question. I think it, I think that says where I lie. It's one of, yeah, you know, it's like um, I'll care more when I see like the poster than the teaser, that sort of thing. When he goes, it's um, Morbin. I mean, uh, it's drawn time, and he just tries to <laughs> transform or something. Just yeah. like, yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, because after Morbius, is that what you're saying? Like it yeah, because it was like, after the whole Morbius, Morbin time thing, it's like, is I mean, Jared Leto's a fantastic actor. But anytime I see his name attached to like a big property, I'm just going to think of Morbius and think about this yeah. is probably overinflated, just gobbledygook that makes no sense. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know if I care. That's just crazy, right? Like, I think after his Joker and then now Morbius, it's like, I've seen movies after that and in between where he did great but just hearing his name isn't enough anymore like i need to know wait who else is in this movie with him what's the story who's directing this thing like i I need to know more like because it seems like jared leto's like just taking on jobs now too like yeah you know like because i i mean i know maybe people like morbius i didn't really like it i mean it was fun to like make jokes about it during the movie that brought me joy Mm -hmm. but um yeah other than that I, i don't know like even the the original 
reboot of Tron. It's been so long since that one. And like that one, like it looked beautiful, but it was kind of boring. But like (laughs) it was still okay. But I can't tell you one thing about the story, though. I can't tell you like one thing that happened in it. Other (laughs) than there was like light bikes, which is always my favorite part. Yeah, and they made that look sick. But that's probably the most memorable thing um, because they could actually turn and like weave. I was right. like, whoa, that's cool. That's probably how it should have been. But, you know, technology's here now. But, right, right. yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder how this new movie's going to be. I, I don't know until I see a teaser. Oh, um, yeah. I uh, I mimic that as well. Like, we had so little information. Um, and as you said, Thomas, like, Jared Little coming off the back of Morbius, uh, that didn't do so great. Not to say that, like you said, he's, he's not a terrible actor, but, like, is 30 Seconds to Mars going to be doing the soundtrack? Is Jared Little going to be donning some sort of new prosthetic? Like, what is going to be new about Tron that's been done now, what, twice, three times? Yeah. I think you're right. um, I think at least three. There's been at least three Tron movies, I want to say. Yeah. And I think they did an animated one as well, too. Not to say that you the, the IP is, is beautiful, obviously. And you could mm-hmm. expand on so many things just cool like idea, they did with. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. with, with like Blade Runner. They've done that. Um, they've done a bunch of different reboots, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but before we can make any rash decisions, at least in my opinion, like we need a, we need more. We need more information, as Scott said, like. I mean, I don't want to trash on it already, but let me have some well, I'll do it. evidence. I, I'm okay. pretty, I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm really not that into this, like, unless they really hook me with a bomb trailer, which could easily happen because, you know, I'm easily side towards this looks amazing, but I really do not care about this movie, which is how I felt about Morbius. Like Morbius to me was always a B list, C list villain for Spider-Man. I didn't need a backstory for him. I just needed him to be a cool Spider-Man villain. And so I don't really care about Tron right now. I don't, I like the original eighties Tron that like, honestly, I think that one is my most favorite out of all the Tron movies. It had the coolest mm-hmm. story and it was most unique and everything else was just rehashed Tron and it's a cool world, but I, I don't care. So they need to really try to win me over for me to, like be excited about this right yeah for sure but let's let's talk about something we are excited about if you guys are cool and let's get into the review portion Ooh, because there was something that came out last night on hbo that i think we all probably really liked but i can tell you the internet is loving and it is the last of us and episode episode two came out last night uh yeah anybody want to fire it fire it off Fire it off, Scott. Can you? Do you mind um, shooting the gun, and then we'll uh, we'll follow the bullet. <clears throat> okay, um, let's talk about the things I liked about this show. The more I watch this show, and granted, it's only been um, like two and a half hours thus far, but um, I start realizing how much I like that actress who plays Ellie. Mm-hmm. Like oh, she yeah. does such a freaking good job, Bella. Um, a a yeah sorry let me pull up yeah the, uh, yeah but any lady mormont um she yeah <clears throat> she but yeah she's she, like even her Ellie. yeah i love like when there are certain parts of the show too that like um especially the beginning it starts off right with like this they bring in this specialist who's like um specializes in like a specific yeah. mycology mycologist yes yeah and then they have like a case dead body they're like look at this thing um they got bit they turn into this thing um oh but before that look at this um microscope and see what's going on and she's like that ain't right 
And then they're right. like, they, yeah, they're, they told him like, yeah, I know. Check this out now. And they show her the body. Mm-hmm. And then she starts freaking out, right? Because right. there's well, like uh, this I, fungus still alive in this dead body. Right. I will add one thing just because it, it is kind of a cool Easter egg I learned about today. It's not an Easter egg. Go it's a it. cool detail I learned about today that's based in reality, which is it takes place in Jakarta, in Indonesia. Indonesia. Yeah. yeah. And so I'll let you continue on because oh, yeah, okay. I think that that has actually a pretty cool tie into the whole reason for the virus or fungus or oh, whatever you okay. want to call it. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Okay. Sweet, sweet. Um, yeah, like just that whole intro scene, um, her sitting down with like the, the, I guess like military police, what have you. And, um, he's like, we, um, this is why we brought you in. We need like a cure or a vaccine or something. And she's just seeing like, you just need a bomb. Bomb. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Just bomb. What's the solution? Like bomb. Bomb. I guess, yeah. I like guess bomb's the also the same word in Indonesian, so I learned some Indonesian today. Yeah. You can say bomb. I can say bomb. Bomb. bomb everything. You can say bomb. <laughs> yeah. Bomb the city. That's just everything. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. everything. Like, it was It was crazy, too, because she's like, just, um, can you drop me off with my family? Like, she says in a way, it's like, I need to be bombed, too. Like, everyone yeah. needs to be bombed. Uh, like I'm, we we just have to accept we need to die because like this thing's gonna get crazy. And like watching that scene, I was like, again Context, taking it like yeah. while I'm enjoying it, I'm also like enjoying like the way it's shot and everything. And I'm like, dude, this is like HBO has like their own way of like shooting things. Like this right. this reminded me of like Chernobyl. Like this could well, like this could be real. That. You know, yeah, but yeah, exactly. And then, I, and then I saw <laughs> yeah. the, then I, then I was looking at the credit things, and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> right, it's but, uh, <laughs> from the guy from Naughty Dog and Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you nailed it, buddy. Yeah, you bro, cracked the case. I fucking called it, and I was like, wow. you fucking Sherlock Holmes, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I I just really like the way everything looks, and it like these are all things that we don't, or the, even this one scene is something we don't get while playing the game. Like you get, we get that same intro scene that we got like in the first episode. But um, all these extra things of like what's what's the rest of the world thinking and what's the rest of the world doing and how they're experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Like it's adding so much to this show for me. Like, you know, when you play the video game, you just follow like the character's perspectives. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just mm-hmm. adding so much more. And then, yeah, then jumping through the show and like seeing like everyone's just killing it with their characters. Right. Like I yeah. freaking oh, I love this show so much. Right. Yeah. Sorry. So before I get start describing the whole thing, um, I'll pass it over. No, no, yeah. I just, I would just want to second that. I thought that scientist, the mycologist, they did a fantastic job because she was mm. super dramatic and brought the intensity and the emotion across really easy. And even the guy who was like the military police who was questioning her, like even that guy was doing a good job of like bringing everything across, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. looking so good. Yeah, Drake, what, what were you thinking? Um, I know. Yeah, I'll third that. Um, I did, I did like some of the the changes because I played the game i'm playing the game along with it yeah yeah so tell us what you saw in this one compared to this episode and compared to what you're seeing in the game so i was really questioning how they were going to do this episode because in the game essentially they're having to traverse through a lot of these um places and then you're introduced to a lot more of the uh, antagonists right Right. so but you're having to traverse like side building like can you describe the places I guess what I'm trying so, to say for people who haven't played the game. Yes, initially when they 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 view the situation, right, and then they see all of the, uh, uh, what you could call them, the the fungus zombies, call all all lying down, crawling on the ground. Then it mm-hmm. talks about the mycelium network, um, underneath 
the Earth in itself, which is a great addition. And then... Oh, this is for the show. Sorry, I'm getting confused now between what was in the game that you're noticing and what's in the show. So are you saying for the show? For the show, you get that introduction to the Mycelium Network that isn't necessarily in the game. Okay. And then from there, I thought, oh, man, this is going to be interesting because they're going to have to traverse through these broken buildings. Mm -hmm. And having to get to the other side in order to get to the Capitol building, that didn't necessarily take place. We're introduced to the clickers within the the museum, which happens within the game as well too however we already have seen clickers based off of the game because they traverse through the buildings now i will say that this added a lot more tenseness because they're now starting to explain a little bit more about how the fungus works um, Mm -hmm. which was i think a lot more context than what the game gave they get through that portion and then i was really questioning okay well how are they going to make this work and they do explain it at the end of the episode um, Mm -hmm. the changes that they made which i thought I agreed with you, Scott, like beautifully done. They end up getting into the uh, uh, Capitol building and it's completely different. Oh. It's more so based off of zombies versus the um, the Fedra. And I kind of, I almost like this a little bit better. It, it really kind of didn't give as much emotional, I think, drama as um, the game when it came to Tess and Tess revealing something about herself. Uh, And then moving forward, I think it's setting up episode three to be like a very hefty episode um, in terms of how they're going to introduce new characters, a little bit of backstory, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I think the changes were great in terms of the game to the show. They're making a little bit of changes, but the changes are good for the uh, viewer who hasn't played the game. So it's, it's a very even balance that they're making. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Isn't that? I, I completely agree with you. It's pretty amazing that this show is adding in a bunch of things, and it still works within the context of the game. Like it just enriches it. Where you know, like mm. you get a series. You know, I hate using this example because there were parts I liked about it, but like the Halo show, like they added some new things in there behind the scenes so we could understand the characters and the relationship. But it also didn't. It didn't feel like Halo, where this I I would assume feels like the game. Right. And that's that's another part that I'm really loving about what they're doing. But it's also like what you're saying, that final scene, rather than feeder agents who are chasing them down and Tess has to fight them off after she's bitten in this. It's now the hive knows they're in that building because they killed the rest of the fireflies and she has to give her last stand kind of fighting these monsters while Joel and Ellie can escape. And yeah, I don't know. It just feels like they are adding in places where they can and they're not changing things. I mean, they're keeping it as close to the game as they can in places where they can. Right. I don't know. I, I was a little bit, again, I'm not, I haven't played the game, but I, I mm-hmm. think I was a little hesitant about the not wearing mask side of things. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like that adds a certain element to the game. Right. It makes this element of, you know, they're without us doing anything, we're in danger and we could, we could possibly get this disease where in this one, you still have to kind of get bit and or like exchange of blood or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think I just liked that massive. But from the more I hear about it from people who play the game, it seems that they really that hasn't been that big of an issue. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it comes down to like um, I did like that aspect in the game with the mask. The, with their justification, too, is like if it was spores, 
they don't do the mask enough in the game then because it would yeah. be everywhere. Like you'd have to wear the mask always, right? Is, is um, that true though? Like I don't know. Like, yeah, because there'd just yeah. be spores everywhere. Yeah. There's like well, I was thinking like, what if the spores like couldn't work in light? Like what if they would just be killed in UV light? Like I don't know. Um, like, yeah, like what if the spores were so dense they couldn't just like completely travel through the air though? the whole time well, i don't know i was like i kind of agree with like it's a decent enough explanation mm-hmm. but i also feel like it was just an excuse to not put a mask on the actors i uh, no, i agree but at the same point in time like um with with fungus and spores in general right typically spores are sprouted into the air and then they're they're usually attached to something whether mm-hmm. or not that's in your respiratory system or just on your body and then it'll you'll be moving through and then it'll drop through so the idea of like uv rays definitely to a case mm-hmm. but then if that was the case then the UV light, these quote unquote fungus zombies would be less functional overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sure. I, I can, I can kind of see the, the balance there. Um, and, and definitely the argument for both sides is there. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it would be like a opposite halo situation too, right? Where we'd see them masked up more than we'd want them to be. Oh uh, just yeah. Because their acting chops are so good. That's true. Maybe too. They don't want people to think this is like season two of, um, Chernobyl. Oh yeah. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> well, because Chernobyl, they're wearing their. Um, there's a lot of hazmat suit and stuff because radiation and whatnot, right? Right. So, uh, that sort of thing. But also, um, I think the difference. There's a lot of differences, but one of the things that's helping this um, show really work with changes and whatnot is similar to like how The Walking Dead had um, Kirkman on it. Like he wrote the comic, and then they had him um, working with them and writing the show. So. Even mm-hmm. new characters like Daryl wasn't in the comic, but he became like a fan favorite and worked with like his writing. They got like the creator from the game to help like make things work within his world that he created too. So right. um, I think that helps a lot versus I'm assuming I didn't look too much into it for the Halo one, but I'm assuming they're just like, hey, we got the property. We're going to write our own story and like do whatever the fuck we want. And people are going to love it regardless because the name is Halo. And it's like, that's not always the case. Yeah, so. exactly. Master Chief will just never wear his mask and we'll have him talk and bang chicks. <laughs> yeah. It'll be so metal. It'll be perfect. Yeah. But no, yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't think it worked. I liked how they had a lot of Easter eggs in this episode. And I also like that at the end of this episode, the directors are recapping it and they're literally saying like, if people pay attention in the first few episodes, we leave a lot of bread crumbs, right? And now we, if you go back and watch episode one, uh, Ellie avoids the raisin cookies. They don't have flour for the pancakes. Joel never picks up the cake. So all these things. And then you look at, we're brought to Jakarta, Indonesia, right? And so it seems like this is probably one of the first places where the virus is starting because why else why would you show it there a little interesting real world tidbit is that jakarta has the largest flour mill in the world like one of the largest flour mills in the world so interesting kind of fact as to why they brought it there and everything i was like oh okay so really they are kind of saying flour is is the reason why people started catching this this virus also too back in the day there was a um the reason the, during the Salem witch trials, a lot of that they thought was due to the fact that a mold slash fungus actually grew on top of the flower because it got damp. And so they were essentially eating uh, hallucinogenics and that all of that Salem witch trial thing right. started during around the, around that time as well, too. So you have that idea of like bread breaking mm-hmm. bread and then that into breaking into that human element. Yeah, for sure. It's just, yeah, it's cool how they kind of tied it in to like the real world situation of stuff, which was, uh, it just builds to the realism of the experience. 
You're like, oh, damn. My only thing was, okay, so another person pointed out, right, they, when, they, when Ellie wakes up, Joel and Tess are staring at her. Joel's pointing the gun, right, like showing he's probably been standing over her or like sitting down watching her the entire night. And they have those like super stale looking beef jerky things. And mm-hmm. then Ellie pulls out her sandwich and she eats a sandwich, right? And everyone's like, she, well, cause she's not affected by grain, but it's like, would, would the rest of the world even produce bread if, wait, Scott, I can't hear you. Yeah. So I don't know. That so was, sorry. no worries. Yeah. So what, what did you think about that? Did, did that, did no, that come I was saying that mind? too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, how long does that bread last? Cause there's no way people aren't, <laughs> right. people aren't making new bread. I don't think. Right. So, so like, probably. Is it, yeah, I was thinking it could be gluten free, or like hmm. maybe they just you know that source of flour came from like one spot. Maybe they just started making new flour. I don't know. It just was a weird thing that people were pointing out. Like, see, Ellie can eat a sandwich, but it's like, well, they didn't just make bread, <laughs> one loaf of bread for her. You know what I mean? So all you guys out there pointing out all these Easter eggs and like, mm-hmm. see that that is not that doesn't work in this situation. Yeah, that's also twenty her, years. That's twenty right. years. From when I started eating that, I was like. That seems like a bougie meal and that what's going on. And like right. that point in time, mm-hmm. like that seems like a meal you don't just casually have. Like right. A full sandwich with like, it looks like it had all the fixings in it. Like yeah, what you yeah. eat in there? They it got like beef that, jerky. It was that post-Thanksgiving, like yeah, everything in there. Like, yeah. Like, they even had the moist yeah. maker and everything from friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh man, what, that, that was interesting. Sorry, real quick, just to go back to like the beginning thing. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping throughout the series – we we get um like those 10 minute 15 minute or not 15 minutes i think it was like more like 10 minutes that's 10 minute like this is when this happened and like it slowly starts meeting to like present time by like the last episode like we're oh. seeing how things get like little stories being told around the world like th- then people started going crazy then this right. then hit the news or you like, know like that sort of thing yeah yeah it slowly gets closer to like full on exposure day and then we see yeah. Yeah, and then we were up until Sarah wakes up that morning and goes to school. Yeah, or something, yeah. yeah. That'd, be That'd be cool. I'm hoping they keep doing that because it seems like the last couple episodes they, they were touching on the past and then they jumped to like what's happening now. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so. that's cool. I know, and it sets up so much. It's it's so well done. Uh, let's get into the whole clickers of it all. Like, Drake, you just mm. started playing the game. Well, how did you how did you feel about them? Um, I thought they were beautiful in the sense that uh, – Makeup and all of that jazz, uh, having watched also the post uh, episode where they kind of go over what they did and how they did it, I don't know that they could have done it any better. I think it was a perfect blend of the actors being really familiar with the game and being really good at what they do and also the uh, artistry of creating these fungus-like people that seem very realistic i mean the way that fungus grows on trees um with the little rounds definitely on their shoulders up their necks into the blossom of that fungus up top Mm -hmm. um with their teeth also being kind of like separated from the uh lip area up here Mm -hmm. all the way through i mean super scary movement was beautiful um i i think that was one of my favorite moments so far just getting to see wow in the game just as stressful in this moment, just as stressful. Nice. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. It's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool that you have that reaction, Uh, especially like going straight from the game to the show. That's mm, chef's kiss. That's amazing. 
the last thing I want to touch on, unless you guys want to touch on anything else, which which is, and then I didn't mean it because I'm going to reference Tess. It's not because I wanted to touch on Tess. I just want to touch on the topic, just to be clear for everybody out there. But uh, yeah, a little for, bit Tess. <laughs> but okay, so video game Tess or show Tess, and let's talk about the final scene. You know, before she sacrifices herself. Hmm. Like um, what? Like performance? I like better or something. Yeah. Or yeah which like, one? Mm. Yeah. Which one did you? I guess like better. No, it's just that. What? Which one did you like better? You know, it's been a while since I played the first game, so I didn't have as much of a because it's like in the beginning of the game as well. Like I didn't have as much of a memory of Tess. Mm-hmm. Like um, so, but I really like this actress playing this character. Like I knew Tess is like gonna have to die, but I was kind of hoping there's like a little part of me that was like maybe she'll be like daryl and she'll just be a part of their group because like she was like really great i liked how her character carries herself um she's like just as rough as joel i I love how she's just blunt and she's like listen kid like we're not good people so like give us information so we know what to do like i just like i really like her so um i say at this moment i like the um the actor yeah uh, or the actress more absolutely mm-hmm. i looked up her name anna torv is the actress so yeah anna she's she killed it. it yeah absolutely Good yeah what about you drake um i think i mean having played the game i think i like the game version better oh. um only because as i'm playing the game I, re- I really got to kind of know her a little bit more Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't done a backstory on her within the show, but mm-hmm. when I'm playing the game, I, I I understand the rapport because that's pretty much the the beginning portion of, mm-hmm. and I can see the the, the necessity of their um, him and Joel's common her and Joel's kind of um, camaraderie and their necessity for each other, um, especially in those those short little dialogues that you get, and when especially when you're fighting through all these things, and then you get to the point where. Um, you know, she reveals a, that she's going to be standing up and keeping the bad guys away from uh, Joel and Ellie until they can get away. That felt a lot more um, heavy based on the fact of all of the things that we've been through in the game. So mm-hmm. for that, I would say the game. Okay. All right. Nice. Right on. Yeah, right that's on. cool. Did, how did you feel about, okay, so like they know she's infected, which is cool, right? I mean, the dialogue is literally not almost word for word pulled from the game not exactly but mm-hmm. almost yeah. and so that that was really great but yeah. you know she's she you could tell she's infected last line of hope uh you know is getting ellie to this new place where they can hopefully engineer some kind of cure i i was just curious like was anybody else like creeped out when that zombie spots her and goes with all the tentacles sticking out of the mouth yeah. And then she Super just keeps her mouth open and just like yeah, lets it like, deep throat mm. her. Like, was anybody else like, why the fuck would you let that you, shut yeah, your so mouth? I was thinking of, I was thinking about that, and I was wondering if it's like, um, at that point, the the fungus is connecting with the fungus and her, and involuntarily oh. making her do something. Got the, it. Though oh. the thing that was even more so overriding my thoughts was. She couldn't light the thing, her little um, lighter. Yeah. And I was like, pick up a fucking grenade. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I would have grabbed the grenade just in case and then just pull one uh, of those bad boys. Right. And, and that would have definitely started the fire. But I'm mm-hmm. glad it finally lit. It was very cinematic and it worked. Even when I was like, it's going to work at the last minute. And it did. I'm like, cool. I still got the feelings that right. I wanted from it. But 
yeah, I think that was um, driving my thoughts. <laughs> I um, <laughs> yeah. World War Z. Do you remember uh, World War Z? If you're you have like a a, a disease that that you're dying from, like cancer or whatever, mm-hmm. they all kind of come past you. I I kind of felt the same way. I was like, oh, is she already turning so much that they don't see her per se, mm-hmm. and they just mm-hmm. see the fungus, like you were saying. Um, to that point of like the lighter, that was frustrating. You all know <laughs> that I don't like teens doing teen shit and yeah ellie throughout the thing was like how about i just make some loud fucking noises when i know that there's fucking zombies around hey what's going on guys like yes. like what Let the fuck the are we doing yes. ding, oh ding, my ding, fucking ding, god that's funny oh that's funny that's so funny okay yeah so i do <laughs> i do want to mention that in particular that one scene they do a great job with the suspense and like they do make it just Ugh. as creepy as the game um Especially, I'm not like a super horror dude. Like, I think Last of Us is probably like the only super horror game horror. I play. Super um, horror dude. <laughs> super horror dude. That's like the official title for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we call ourselves. And um, yeah, <laughs> super horror dudes unite, <laughs> and and dudettes. But um, so th- there's that part right where like she's ringing the bell, and every time like I'm sure you did. Every time she's doing that, shit, I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I, like, I, shut dude, up, I, shut. Up. And then uh, when that little jump scare happens, dude, Christine is like, I told her right then too, and I was like, you're like a 4D effect to these kind of things. Like she, she <laughs> goes, and she'll like, there's a hand that comes across my face, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, please don't punch me in the face. And like she didn't, but I'm like, it looked like you're about to, and it's scarier if like someone jolts when you get. Oh stopped. yeah. Like, oh yeah. And then, so going forward, she's like, well, then you better hold my hand if um, you don't want me to punch you in the face. <laughs> okay. So I'm watching the show like this, like I'm holding her arms, that's yeah, like yeah. moving arm. Hand above your but, head. Um, yeah. But there's another scene where Ellie steps on the hand and I was like, dude, Ellie needs to fucking pull it together. Okay. Bruh. Like she cannot be fucking, like, look where you're walking. Right. Like, yeah. How do you yeah. not understand how serious this is? I mean, I think but, she, but I think that's it because she, she does it. Right. I mean, she grew up in this quarantine zone. And everything was always strict and she never got to be a kid maybe to some degree or be free. So this is like the first time yeah. she's like kind of free. It's like – You know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what? I've never grown up around bears. And if someone told me like, hey, don't make noise or a bear will eat you, I'll fucking not make noise. Like <laughs> – <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, fucking, for real though, just for real. find out the rules real quick and like follow them because you're going to kill everybody. Like – but Strong I mean, also, point. like, I do like her character, but yes, I think there's definitely things they're writing in to just make it like knowing her character in the game. I'm like, ah, I feel like this character wouldn't be just stepping on things to make noise. You know, like I, she's smarter than that. But I get it for the show because they got to they got to trigger certain moments for it to happen. Even at the end when they're, you know, they know she's infected. And then um, I was thinking. Pedro, um, freaking yeah, Pedro grabs Joel. Um, El- yeah, yeah, Joel. Joel grabs Ellie and he's like, "We gotta get out." And she's like, "We can't just leave her." And it's like, you know what was gonna happen? She was kicking over the bins. Like, <laughs> you know she's gonna die. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Ooh, you want to stay and die? Like, she mm-hmm. that lady just told you earlier. Like, just because you um you can't get infected doesn't mean you won't get torn apart. Like, yeah. you know I feel like parents with kids just entered the chat. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're like, well, let me tell you something. But yeah. Uh, yeah, another but, fantastic episode. Yeah, and I'm, I'm again, I'm not like mad at the show, and I don't disagree with the choices. I just this show's so good; it's getting all the emotions that they yeah. want out of the viewer. Like they oh, want yeah. me to be like, "What the fuck, Ellie? Like, come on!" <laughs> yeah. Or like, "She just run!" Like they want, and they're getting it, and they're fucking nailing it. The show is doing great. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they killed it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see more. It, it, just another fantastic episode. 
Yeah. All right. Well, we got uh, a couple other things. You guys want to move on? Yeah. Moving yeah, on. So. All right. There was another show that came out on Netflix that was kind of a part two, I guess you could say, or an updated version of that 70s show, which was titled That 90s Show. I know me hey, and Drake you. got to watch it. I'm not sure if you did, Scott. But Drake, yeah. Well, give me give me your thoughts on That 90s Show. Um, I... I did it at, at first. I was like, "Oh man, this show! What is it going to be? Right? Is it going to be like that '80s show that kind of tanked? Is it going to be like the other reboots, like Fuller House?" You this saw that kind of, '80s show? Um, I watched it. I watched it just because I was like, "It couldn't be that bad." And wow. then I turned it off. You're probably like the one of a hundred people that watched that show. Because I it wasn't the best. <laughs> yeah, it didn't sound like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I heard awful things about it. Go on. it yeah, it uh, definitely ruined <laughs> the '80s for me. Um, so. And then I saw the trailer where they brought back Topher Grace, they brought back um, Donna, they brought back um, Fez, they brought mm-hmm. back um, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Like they're going to really establish, mm-hmm. you know, um, this carryover. And mm-hmm. it's in the first few episodes and then the budget really dips because they can't really get back some of these individuals based on probably their costs and their availability. Right. Um, Fez, obviously, um, a little bit more than everyone else. And mm-hmm. then you start reading into the uh, kind of the timelines, right? Uh, Topher Grace and Donna's daughter, where, where, when was she born? If she was born, but then also, too, you notice that Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher's son is also in the show because he's a Kelso. Mm-hmm. Um that kind of alliance as well too. They're all friends, but then they don't know that they have other, they have kids and things of such. So that kind of gets confusing. Now that all that being said, mm-hmm. I think that the show, if you take it for f- just, just watch it right. And have mm-hmm. zero expectation. Yeah. It's not terrible. It, it um, it's lighthearted at certain points. It's definitely a coming of age type situation. Teens being teens. You, you definitely get a lot of the arrow mats of what that 70s show was. And you get a little tidbits and callbacks based off of characters that come back into the fold. So it's a nice homage. I wouldn't say that it's going to stand alone. Um, I would even say that the ranch, um, another Ashton Kutcher show on Netflix does a better job at bringing back more uh, of the, that 70s show. Yeah. Um, people in a in a more dynamic way it's funny but, I, i'm um, just laughing because i feel like any chance you get to talk about the ranch to you're gonna yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it so you know, like, never ranch, yellowstone let's go just makes West me laugh things. just um, makes me laugh so i would say if i mean if you have a if you have some time give it a watch it'll definitely give you some some feels it'll give, definitely give you some nostalgia but i don't i think don't expect it to be carrying on that 70s show much like how um how i met your father it's Ooh. just it's yeah. it's not it's it's not yeah, gonna yeah. be the thing that you think it's gonna be. Though you know, yeah, I'd say well, it's better than How I Met Your Father. Right, um, and that's and so I I finished the season also, and I will I will say that yeah, oh, it did a way 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 better job than How I Met Your Father. Like you know what, if you go back and watch some of the early seasons of that seventy show, like it was never the most hilarious show for me ever. Like it wasn't like a friends level show or How I Met Your Mother or you know, now Seinfeld, like I can see these shows were outstanding and the 70s show didn't get to that point in season one. Like if you go back and watch season one, it's kind of rough. And so like I take that into account when I was watching this show, but I thought they did such a good job of getting legacy characters and then passing on that legacy onto these new characters to say, okay, the next generation here, run with it. 
I thought mm-hmm. they did, they killed it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, having Kelso come back and Mila Kunis and them kind of say, hey, this is my boy. Look at him. Oh, he's great. And then him doing those Kelso things, you're like, okay, but it's not Kelso. So I excuse that he doesn't deliver the lines exactly like him. But when he does something that's pretty close, like I buy it. I'll buy it. Right, right, like, right. I loved that. I thought that was really great. I didn't always think that it was, uh, what is his name? Something, Eric's daughter. Like, I didn't think it was Eric and Donna's real daughter. Like, it was like a little yeah. hard for me to wrap. But as you go on and Donna keeps coming back and, and saying, Hey, honey, like it starts to grow on you a little bit. I like that. But it, like, it, the jokes are to me very, very similar to that 70s show. But mm. those jokes were never super funny to me in the first. It was just like a chuckle. Like, if, like if you want a solid show that's on the background, you get a few chuckles out of it perfect show and i think this show encapsulates that and there were so many great 90s things that they also got perfectly right like the music the style of everybody kind of uh you know the girl that was next door who becomes her best becomes leia's best friend like she had that grungy style she's listening to grunge music it just was like oh man i thought they did such a good job on those kind of things and then you get kitty and red and they're the just movie. like kitty and red from the seven show it was like yeah like, i think they're my Chef's favorite kiss. part of the yes. the show okay. yeah, like i, I love seeing it. their interaction yeah and i love that they're getting scenes together like just them two right and it, yeah it's just great like yeah. i think they really nailed those parts i think like you're saying like cobra kai in a sense um the thing i liked about cobra kai is seeing the people from the original show being incorporated with the new cast right um i don't it's not my favorite parts aren't just the kids mm-hmm. there are there are parts in this where they like it definitely feels like the old show where the kids are together. But right. other parts I'm like, mm. ah, like that was kind of weak or, right. you know, but it's also the first season, you know, yeah. they're all getting to know each other, um, finding their characters. You know, if you compare it to a show like friends, like Chandler really becomes Chandler as the seasons go, he mm-hmm. becomes real, like in Joey too. Like all yeah. they lean into what was great. David Schwimmer's Sh- um, character, Ross is like, yeah. So Ross becomes extra Ross. Chandler becomes super extra Ross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like absolutely. if the show keeps going, these kids could be like great, but like mm-hmm. right now they do seem like I'm like, okay, there's some parts that I really like or, or, or you know, they're, they're killing it in this parts and whatnot. But I do yeah. really like the, um, the originals coming back and weaving in. I, I think it's, it's pretty good. It's good. It like may, yeah, I just feel like they're like kind of lifting them up and saying, okay, eventually you guys will have to run by yourself. But until then, like, I'm just going to help hold your hand a little bit. And I think it's the perfect way to do a new version of a show. Like I really mm-hmm. did like, cause, cause I wanted to stick around just to see, you know, who was going to come back and see how their relationships, because let's face it, the neighbor that was, you know, her best friend who becomes her best friend, like she's mm-hmm. kind of the Hyde character. Um, you know, we have a Kelso again. We have like Leia plays a perfect Eric Foreman. She's just like Eric. They, and then the Asian girl is kind of not, no, it's actually the gay Asian kid, the boy that's kind of more, like Mila Fez. Kunis was. Oh, interesting. I think he's more like but he's supposed oh, to be like. Man, I think it's a way. Fez. But I, yeah, I think he's supposed to be kind of like Fez, like a little but, bit of an outsider ish. Yeah, but, but he's kind of prom- he's like he's like very Fez. bougie yeah. though. He's like yeah, super yeah, yeah. bougie, and you want yeah. look at Mila Kunis. She was always super bougie, and it like, oh, buy me this, Kelso, buy me that, or you know, like. So I don't know. I felt like it's it just good. It's it works. I feel like they modernized it. They updated it, but also mm-hmm. like these characters need to stand on their own at some point, And I think they do a good job again. Like the thing with all the kids is not my favorite part about it, but I think that they have to do that to establish these characters because as the seasons go on, we're probably going to see less 
Eric, we're going to see less Donna, we're going to see less Kelsa, all this, mm-hmm. you know, and then they'll have, you know, then we'll care about those kids. And for me, it really, really works. Like I, I'm, I'm digging it. I thought that was, yeah, it, it wasn't the funniest show that I'm probably going to watch this year. But if you want to like put something on in the background or like watch with family and stuff, like it's, it's awesome. Uh, I liked it. Yeah. I second that too. Like, so I wasn't in a rush to watch it, but I didn't not enjoy it. Like, I'm about halfway through it. This is something that was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to throw on an episode before I go to bed. Like, this really does feel like an old popular sitcom yeah. where you just turn on t- TBS and it's like, oh, I'm, this is going to be a half hour of this, you know, and then yeah. it's going to change. Like, yeah. so I was like, I could see myself watching it in that format once a day or something, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't have to feel the need to binge it, but it is fun. Yeah, so, definitely. I like 100%. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mm-hmm. only reason why I binge it is because I heard Drake finished it. So I was like, okay, better finish it. I watched like <laughs> three of them today. Uh, but yeah, anyways, solid. Uh, yeah, not bad. You know, still still worth the watch. We watched something else, Drake. We only watched the, I only watched the premiere oh, as yeah. well. But this one was uh, pretty funny. I think this was way funnier than the 90s show, but pretty damn off the wall as well, <laughs> which was called Koala Man. Koala yeah, what did, what did you think about episode one of Koala hmm. Man? Uh, I thought it was interesting it definitely set up everything that we need to know um about the main character koala man kind of what his stature is why he's doing the thing that he's doing and it gives you a real um kind of look at the town that kind of relies on him even though uh it doesn't like it belittles him in that way but that's the fun dynamic i think of that comedy uh and then we get an antagonist and then it kind of pushes us forward to kind of see how much uh, more we can push the boundaries I think of this type of uh, comedic uh, cartoon in that sense but um, I don't know how did you feel about the first series and the cast? I loved it man it was I'm trying to think of what's an example but like have you guys seen the show Flatch which basically just takes place in a small town and it's just a comedy, almost like the office style comedy, but just in a small town. It's like that, but in Australia. So it's just random characters, you know, the crackheads outside the store, like, ugh, koala man, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous <laughs> stuff. And, you know, nobody likes him or nobody wants koala man. They actually want the regular guy more, but... And he, he feels like he has this greater purpose, right? And it's just, it's funny. It works for me. You know, the whole, uh, hey, I put out the bins. I'm the bin day guy. If I don't put out my bins, the whole city won't know when to put out the bins. And the one day he forgets to put out the bins, literally the whole city doesn't put out their trash bins. And thus, because there's no trash to put in the pit, the monster that's laying at the side of the pit, is there to he comes out looking for food and kills everybody it's just like ridiculous it kind yeah. of like was rick and morty-esque in a way but uh, kind of like it goes so extreme but there's there's just you know i was also saying this kind of like all the most famous australian people in hollywood just got together and were like let's do an australian show let's do like an australian family guy and then this is what they made yeah, I mean, you you had Hugh Jackman uh, as Big Greg. You had Jermaine Clement as Principal Boswell. Mm-hmm. He played the Kookaburra. He played Christopher. So he a lot of different people. Alexandra Daddario actually played herself. I know. This. Yeah, um, I don't know if she's Australian, but yeah, I was like, damn, okay, that's a big name. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, a lot of these just interesting, like um, either uh, Australian slash New Zealand actors, actresses that kind of all just jumped in here. Um, just, I don't know, just kind of beautiful to see kind of uh, more of 
that um, I guess you could say like national genre type comedy. Um, I mean, we all love Flight of the Concords. We all love a lot of the actors and actresses, especially the comedic ones that come out of there. So to mm-hmm. see it kind of come together and culminate here, I'm really excited to kind of see what they can do moving forward. It was it's very much um, like you talked about uh, BoJack Horseman, regular yeah, show kind of situation um, where it's kind of off a little bit, but um, in terms of like the art style, et cetera, and the dialogue, but it really just keeps you enthralled because there's just all these things that you're looking at and listening to that you wouldn't normally uh, look at or listen to. And then right. it just puts it all in a really nice package that, you know, you'll, you'll want to continue to watch. Absolutely. And now, oh, sweet. and now I know about tell poppy syndrome yeah, and, why tell the, poppies. and why the Hemsworth only live in LA now or live in Hollywood, <laughs> which is a joke for the show. So you're going to have to watch it. That sounds like a fun show. What, so if I want to start watching it, where do I watch it on? It's on uh, Hulu. Hulu's. Yeah, it's Hulu. a great question. Okay. On Hulu. Nice. Yep. So another animated show that came back, which we were super pumped about. I was really excited about. I know you were too. I think all of us were really. Um, Vox Machina was back, is back for oh, season yeah. two. And mm-hmm. they dropped episode one and three on Amazon Prime. Scott, take it away on Vox Machina. <clears throat> oh, man. This show starts off like with a bang right like they're they're all at this like um <clears throat> meeting celebrating like all the things that were done basically in the past season right and yeah. um these they're getting dragons. their heroes welcome yeah 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 they're getting like at the end of star wars they're all getting their applause not quite metal but they're getting their applause and all that yeah like oh, people about. like us kind of thing yeah. and then um <laughs> these five dragons start flying in and just wrecking shit and like start killing everyone um <laughs> Yeah, it starts off with a bang. I don't know why we're chuckling to that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we're no, no, I was kind of <laughs> chuckling with you. I'm like, yeah. I don't know why. Maybe it was more maniacal than funny. I don't know. But yes. Also, the, we're excited the show's back, probably. That's so. probably what it is. Yeah, it wasn't because I'm evil. Smiles. Yeah. No, definitely not. <laughs> don't believe the, the rumors, guys. And um, <laughs> yeah, like... The dra- and I like that all the dragons had different like elements and they mm. they particularly show you like this is how this dragon kills all the things and this right. like yeah they acid ice, rain yeah gas, acid ice. gas yeah fire yeah it was yeah yeah it was nuts um and you get to see them like you know they just won the you know the whatever the, you know they they got like this win mm-hmm. and they're immediately torn apart again mm-hmm. like so we're like back to like. Basically the first season, which is great though, because um, yeah, they they got they got to meet back at like that guy's magical place or whatever, and like even that gets destroyed. I don't know why they thought that would still be intact, but um, I thought he had like an underground bunker, but um, right, you think he was like, oh, meet me back at my place, and then like it was messed up and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, I'm (laughs) I'm really loving it. Right, it was just like a regular house. Like these things are literally raining down acid and gas. She's like, yeah, be back in a super secure place is what it sounds like. And then you go there, it was demolished. Yeah, I was like, for sure it's protected by magic then. And it's just like, he's just, he got there first and he was like, oh, fuck, like I'm under the ruffle. (laughs) I was like, dude, what was your Uh, plan? Acid Dragon's super cool though, right? That was, oh, Acid Dragon is so cool. Seeing people cool. start melting away and stuff. like Yeah. The dude, gas the one, though, gnarly. the art is some of the best. I think <laughs> we talked about, like, American animation versus anime and all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. I lo- like, this is some of the best American animation, I feel like. Like, this is 
this is great. Like everything looks beautiful and it doesn't look like anime. There's anime elements to it, but it's, mm-hmm. it's its own thing and it looks incredible. I love the gas, the gas dragon where the blood is just dripping out of the, whatever his name is, the Corsair, the King's eyes and all that. Right. And just like, Oh, I was like, Oh my God. So yeah, that was, was gnarly. Great. Everyone outside of that bubble was just dying. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. was gnarly. Even seeing like some of their, the castle strong warriors like trying to fight back and then just dying. Right. Like um, one of the, that same mage lady like wraps like a, um, like a binding around a dragon. And then mm-hmm. the other one hits them with like electricity out of their hammer. Right. And then they're like, like, let me show you what power is. Boom. You're dead. Like, right. it's like, Whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. I mean, even our heroes, their magic doesn't work. Like Scanlan tries to make copies of them. He's like, I can see where you guys are. <laughs> yeah. Like Keyleth can't do anything. Yeah, and Grog goes up with his axe and basically, rage. Like, yeah, with <laughs> yeah, all his breaks. might and just bink, yeah. it just breaks. He's like, oh, my favorite head chopper. But, it, <laughs> yeah. you know, after it's like, yeah, it's great to see the dynamic back. Uh, and, you know, we're now put on a whole new journey where it seems like they're not exactly at square one. They know a lot more about themselves. They know a lot more about mm-hmm. each other, but they almost are a square one because it's now just them versus this huge threat. And it's, do we go after, do we try to be the heroes in this situation or do we not? And all right, if we do decide to be the heroes, how do we do it? And they're literally trying to figure it out, right? Like, do we have to build an army? Okay. They go to Valenheim, I think it was called and through the big tree and they can't figure out how to, you know build an army and then we need weapons and then there's a sphinx in episode two which i got kind of lost in what did you guys yeah try to break down episode two for me because i was watching it and i don't think i was stoned i'm pretty sure but i really didn't understand what was going on in that episode that's a good question let me pull it up um when i saw the sphinx i was just thinking to myself like Maybe I need to get like a D&D Dungeon Master book just to see like how much different types of monsters exist in this situation. Because even yeah. reflecting on like Magic the Gathering, mm-hmm. they do have similar things, but they're only in certain regions, right? So mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested to know, I guess I'm interested to know more about the lore because I assume that they're pulling all of these things from that lore and that D&D like um, Dungeon Master book. Uh, but if, I, I, if only we had like some video producer who like knew yeah. all this stuff about Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. would speak, that would be great. But he doesn't nope, know. That we don't. We don't have that today. Yeah, not today, so sir. Not today. Well, from what I like, so I chalked it up to like, and what Christine was saying, she's like, because this is based off of their campaign, right? right. So they're putting an animated form, and there's things that are sped up and things that are. You know, it's put into a show format. But this is like the everyone gets to level up portion. Uh-huh. Like every, you know. So I think this is like they all kind of go on their like mini little. Because they all have their own little trials, right? If I remember correctly. Like right. they're trying to like beat and like go yeah. like win against or whatever. And like, so I think this is all their like leveling up thing. So they can like, like, so if you play D&D, your characters actually level up. Mm-hmm. after like winning battles and whatnot and with that you can like choose new spells you can whatever so i think this is like that okay and we're gonna see them get a lot stronger on the other end right like grog got this new sword that kind of was like the black knight sword where it kind of it looks like it makes him bloodthirsty but it's super powerful mm-hmm. 
Like Pike's now a lot stronger. Keyleth has already admitted in this one that she doesn't know how to use water. She's like, I'm pretty good with air. I'm pretty good with earth, but I'm not really good with water. So that already to me was like, okay, she needs to learn how to use that. Um, we find out something about Vex and Vax at, in episode three, but um, and pers- and all of last season was a pretty big metamorphosis for Percy, right? Where right. his gun and everything he created was to avenge his family and to get back his Dorolo name and all that stuff. And now it's I kind of like it doesn't need to be about him again. Let's let's put mm-hmm. that. Way. Although like Percy's one of my favorite characters. I don't know. I just like like the way he looks and his whole like demeanor and everything and the way he fits in the team too. He's like one of my favorite characters. But I also like that they're giving. There's now space for other characters to kind of take the spotlight in their stories and they get to evolve and stuff, right? Mm, right. But, uh, yeah, sorry. No, anyways, do you have anything else on episode two? Sure. I'm trying to remember how that ended. <laughs> I thought you were looking it's it up. When, um, <laughs> I no, thought I, you were like looking it up for a second. Well, I home. had it pulled up and then you, we were talking about something and I was like, oh, I took a break from it. So um, I was pulling up on my phone. <laughs> well, go back to it. Yeah, no, no, no. But, no. Um, it is hard as well. I'll just say like, um, and I love it. Amazon does like a three episode release, so I just took it as like one big movie, right? You know, totally. So it's kind of like you're saying it's, it's kind of jumbled. Hard to place what gets where, and yeah, whatnot, right. Though I mean, all I remember so like we run back into one of Vex's friends or Vax's friends, who is kind of like this horned demon looking character. It's like Cash and Zayla, I think is her name, but she also is a mage or she has some type of powers, and they basically figure out that. The, the Sphinx tells them that they have to find these vestiges, whatever that means, and they have to, like, attain these four vestiges or kill them. And the temple to go get them, they literally go down into the temple like a dungeon, and it splits the team into two. And then there's, like, these sea monster creatures in there that just, oh, like, yes. they get to start wrecking. And that was super yeah. cool. Those actually, like I said, the animation is fantastic. And just seeing the team get to, like, fight these different enemies in different ways. Like, even Trinket got to shine in this, who is, like, Vax's pet bear, which is yeah. badass. Like it's, it's so cool to just have a pet bear, which I would hundred. I want the owl bear though, if I if I ever play. But yeah, uh, yeah and we get to kind of just see them in this all out battle. But at the end, I don't want to skip ahead. If you guys have anything else to put, there it, episode three ends on a pretty big cliffhanger, where it's pretty sad for the entire team, and we. Like episode, uh, sorry, season one did a good job of thinking the team was always in danger and somebody was going to die, and then they don't. Where maybe this is going to happen too, but you—it's hard to tell. Like it really, it really feels like she's not coming back. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What did you think about any thoughts on that? I mean, it is. It was kind of interesting how that played out because the the flashbacks, right, of like always having Vex. Vex, 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 Vex is the guy. Vex is Vex the guy. Is the girl, always having yeah. Vex kind of look after her, and then Vax is always like, "I can be on my own." And then the moment she kind of realizes, "Oh, well, maybe he's doing that for a reason, right?" Because yeah. he needs her more than she needs him, so it's not really about her. And mm-hmm. then she turns, and then it's too fucking late, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And then um, it did kind of hit home because I'm like, "Oh, well, fuck! How are they going to get this back?" Because I mean one of the main characters in the whole situation kind of pushes the story plot along quite completely. And also too, yeah. in terms of like dialogue, she's, she speaks a lot to people as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, it was quite shocking. I'm wondering what they'll be doing moving forward, obviously, 
Um, because yeah. you know it's D and D, so you never know what could happen. The role could be crazy, yeah. and um, yeah, I mean, not much more to say about that other than just pure, you know, sadness. Totally. When you were saying that, I was thinking she kind of is this connection between like the heart and the head of the team. Mm, like she mm. can kind of like speak to either one when somebody's speaking from like the emotional side of it she kind of can back them up and if some somebody's speaking to the logical side of things she can also like back them up as well so she's a really kind of connecting tissue in the team and it's just interesting yeah so that that was that was huge yeah what did you think scott um you know it yeah that that was a pretty pretty like um heavy scene especially the end on i didn't think the third episode was going to end like that. I thought it was more going to be more of a actiony cliffhanger. How do we get out of this, guys? Sort of thing. But mm-hmm. um, I also want to. Yeah. And, while you're oh, speaking, sorry. oh my bad. I was just going to say. Also, uh, we had it backwards. Um, Vex is the sister, and then Vex is the brother. So just wanted to oh, that's right. It. Yeah, I, I get confused. Um, well, yeah, I mean, because they never say scene that she's telling me over and over. I mean, if you just say it fast, they sound similar, but they don't say Vex, like Vex, Vexelia Vex. enough and like Vexelidon enough. So it's not. Yeah, that's true. It's not okay, our fault. It's not, hey, it's not our fault. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah, that definitely like it's like, whoa, what the fuck? Like it's it's one of those things like, you know, it's third episode in. She's a big part of the cast. Part of you is going to believe she's going to be dead forever. But then also. I'm like, they can't. no, no. You know what I mean? Like, mm. no. And then I turn to Christine and she's like, do you want spoilers? Kind of thing. Uh, so it, it comes down to you, like, if you want spoilers, because she told me. But um, I don't. Yeah, it, it was a strong. <laughs> yeah, I won't say anything. then. But it, it was a really strong way to end that third episode, mm-hmm. um, especially because. Yeah, like of all the characters, like that one was a good one. If you wanted to hit everyone right, right in the heart, right you know, the like everything. In the corazon. Hey. Um, yeah, that was a strong way. Oh, but so, go, sorry, real quick though, going back to the sec, the the um, the ending of the second episode, Percy's buying gunpowder, mm. and then she, he says, um, the the guy who also looked like Boomy from Avatar, you know, his friend, the um, the guy who ran the Earth Kingdom, the crazy guy, woo, that kooky dude, <laughs> yeah, he like yeah, looked yeah. just like him, and he turns around, he's like, boom, or something. And oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, I wonder if that was like. Do they got the same artist? It seemed like a callback of some sort, even though I, they're not connected. So, right, right. Um, they're like, maybe, but, maybe. Yeah, I was like, oh, though. maybe. But um, he he was like, oh, you're the second person to come in here asking for gunpowder. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, like who? He's like, oh, yeah, she. this other lady came in. She had one hand kind of like me. And then he was missing some fingers or something. Yeah. And then, um, so I, I, I kind of forget now. Do they address that gunpowder thing in the third episode, or is that something that's going to be like later? No, I even completely forgot about that. That must be like okay. a little breadcrumb for later. Because he he didn't want to tell. Um, again, Vex facts. The sister comes in, not his sister, but the sister of the brother sister combo. Right. She comes in, is like, "Hey, Percy, everything all right?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, like just finishing up." So like he doesn't even mention to her like what's. Percy's like, this a fucking key. Scorpio, huh? <laughs> yeah, I am. So, yeah, <laughs> bro, super cool. Yeah. Wears glasses, pretty legit. But um, it, it, yeah, it's just interesting. Like that information meant something to him, but he's still not wanting to tell the team. Maybe just yet. Maybe he's one right. that's like wants to know all the clues before just blindly or you know just telling information that doesn't. It's not going to help. Yet, right. You know? So right. I'd like to think it's like he's 
you know, he's a good guy. He's not trying to like be skeevy, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He just kind of, he does things his own kind of way, maybe to the detriment of the team, even though yeah. his, his goal is not to screw the team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, one of the funnier moments was when he was like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm of royal blood. Let me go ahead. I will open the doors, and they'll let me right in." And they're like, "He's like, oh, I'm of the high court. I'm of a royal family." And they're like, "We don't know who you are, bud. Like, get to <laughs> yeah, the back of the so line." Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the jokes are still was, there. The the bear having to wait outside always, always like, great. Yeah, like I know. they're like, "Yeah, we know." And the bear's just like, "Yeah, I'm cool with it." I know. The other thing I thought was super funny is episode one where um the fire dragon's blowing on them and then you see they survive because they're holding a door and they're like first fucking door that actually helped us and it's like, <laughs> that's because that's the running joke they can never break they never the open door oh yeah like, yeah even in episode yeah. three like rog is trying to like he's like running in this door i'm like how can he not push the door open he's the strongest guy on the team and then and, and then scanlon walks up he goes it's a pull bud like it's a, it's a yeah. pull, not a push, or something like that. It's it was great. Yeah. I mean, the jokes are still there. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, yeah, they they got me on that third episode though. I thought episode two was a little slow. I liked episode one. A little, episode episode two was a little slow for me, and then episode three really brought it I home. Agree. So they're killing it right now. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts before we wrap up with My Hero Academia, the latest episode? Um, nope. Solid first three episodes. I'm looking forward to more. Yeah, agree. Absolutely. Right on. All right. Last bit of news or like last bit of reviews is My Hero Academia episode 16. Um, Again, it's not really I I, I hate to use this term because I don't know if it's really a filler, but it is in a sense. It feels like a filler where they're just giving you exposition and backstory, exposition, backstory. And we're just finding out more about Todoroki's family. Um, and you know, how Endeavor, or I guess we learn about Hawks in the beginning, right? We get to learn about like where he came from and, and how he grew up. And you kind of know that he has this rough upbringing because he references it sometimes throughout the show, mm-hmm. but we get to see more of it in this one. And then we get to see best genus, which is pretty cool because he has like a bat mobile. With like know that guy. with wires coming out of it, which is really dope. Yeah. I thought that was cool. That's really cool. That was like my favorite part about this episode. But yeah, this is um, funny. Like the way he dresses, you don't think he drives a Batmobile, like, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. But you know, maybe we were like fooled to think that you need to look like the car you drive. That's you true. Know? Yeah, so. but you think it would look like a giant pair of trousers or something, right? <laughs> yeah, like something it looks, like, or at least blue. Dope. Yeah, yeah, or at least blue. It's like all black, murdered out, like (laughs) super sick. Yeah, it would be like I walk out looking like Urkel and I drive like the Batmobile. It wouldn't make sense. And it kind of doesn't, but it still does. Like, I don't know. It's weird. But they do a great job of kind of showing us that relationship, him explaining how he brought Best Genius back. And then we're kind of brought to Endeavor and his, you know, he he feels like he's he's lost. I'm done because – you know, my son, I didn't even know, you know, Dobby was out there. They say his real name in it. I can't think of what it is right now, but he's mm-hmm. out there the whole time. And he basically, you know, has been my biggest threat and he breaks down. So I don't know. I yeah. guess we're going to learn more about the Todoroki family, which I love Shoto. Shoto is one of my favorite characters in the whole mm-hmm. in the whole show. But, you know, like there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of crazy things going on in behind yeah. the scenes. To be fair, like... um. I, I did enjoy the episode. It it only I feel like these episodes only suck when you don't have 
another episode right afterwards. Like it it is hard to like just get an information episode because it goes by so quick and you're like, fuck, that's it. Like, (laughs) um, but it is good knowledge. Like these are all things I'd like learning about characters and whatnot. Mm. Um, and we just got like 13, 14 episodes of like solid action. Like, That's true. Mm, yeah. You know, so they needed um, some, some it, like, story. to be fair, it makes sense. Yes. Uh, but, That's true. Yeah. It's but just, it was cool hearing about Hawks and stuff. But I know, yeah. No, no, no. I, I was just agreeing with you because you're like, because it's like a two minute intro and then it's like a three minute credit scene. So, and the episodes are 26 minutes lo- or 26 <laughs> yeah. minutes. So you got basically 21 minutes of story, of like actual yeah. story. Everything else is like, you're like wait what that's it so i yeah i i do agree with you though we got so many good things leading up to this that would make sense we know midoriya is gonna wake up like at some point i'm not like i'm not worried about him like i'm worried about vex if that makes sense yeah. I th- yeah. you know um but yeah i guess you know give me more endeavor give me more shoto backstory sure. i guess but yeah. to be fair this is like when people read mangas online they're like you read it much faster than you watch this episode. So you you get one issue a week and you're like, you're done in five minutes. You're like, fuck, that's it? <laughs> yeah. Like, and you got to wait a whole other week. You're like, I know. damn. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that um, having watched the, the series from the beginning, right, we are kind of super into it. They're in a classroom. They're learning how to do this, that, and the other. I never thought that it would get this deep and this dark mm. uh, considering what we saw in the beginning, right? Like we're talking about uh, a backstory that's pretty much just like abusive, and yeah. they're, you know, Endeavor's really realizing what the weight of that is. And he's a hero. And mm-hmm. so now it's changing the dynamic of what we think about heroes. And the bad guys are trying to oust heroes to be other things um, than mm-hmm. what Ruining they colloquially are. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. you're seeing that heroes sometimes have to do things that are outside of the bounds of being a hero in order to save the greater good. And so now, are they really heroes? Are they really villains? Then um, a lot of that, too, getting... I think circling around all those heavy adult type themes, circling mm-hmm. back to, um, you know, the teens, I, I, well, I guess they're teens, right? The yeah. classroom kids mm-hmm. and to see how they're going to grow into that, I think is going to be an interesting dynamic that you don't necessarily see with, um, animes. I mean, you, you do and you don't, but I think with this, it wasn't as expected for me. That's a good point. You're right. I, I, you're right. I don't know if I expected it to go in this direction. I definitely didn't expect it to go in this direction. Like I, I still love the days when they had all the classes in the classroom and the the school challenges and stuff. But yeah, now we're getting so deep into who the top heroes are and their backstories and what drove them to be heroes, and then the villains on top. Of it, it's going really, really deep. And I guess <laughs> yes, it's only hard because there's not a an episode to immediately follow up. Like if there's an episode they release every day, I'd be fine. But since it's like, you have to wait a week for another 21 minutes of story is like, fuck, this is, that's tough. So it is really tough. Yeah. But, uh, it's going in a cool direction. Yeah. What else is interesting too, is like seeing, um, people in the crowd that are like still upset with heroes, even Mm. when they're getting saved. Yeah. It's like, it's like, um, I'm not trying to get all like political or anything, but it, it kind of reminded me of like maybe even like Don't growing up thinking you want to be a cop and then now <gasps> <No>. being like, <laughs> just I don't know if I want to be a cop. You know what I mean? Right, like just right. in that sense, like 
there are bad people who do certain jobs and there's yeah, good people. Yeah, like when you're a little kid, like you just think about the job and you're just like, oh, this is so cool. But you don't think about like what society thinks of you or like mm-hmm. what the pressures of the job might be. Like, you just think about like what you get to do and how cool it would be to have the exactly. uniform and get the gun and get the flashing lights. But yeah, you don't think about that as a kid. And now yeah, we're kind of responsibility that comes with all this stuff. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. It was interesting. I was like, oh, yeah. Like the villains did have a, a solid plan. Like it's the villains are kind of winning. And even if they capture all the villains, have they is it too late? Like have they ruined their reputation? Will society not trust them? Will they always be these things where it they're, they're never gonna be as great as they once were? Mm-hmm. Right? Like there's things now that we're growing up, right? That it was like this was so cool. And then you find out, I don't know, I can't think of any specific examples, but that guy we idolized, you know, maybe like a Robin Williams was depressed the whole time. It's like, whoa, shoot, I would have never guessed that. You know, mm-hmm. and then it led to what it led to. But yeah, so I think you're right. Maybe they are touching on some of those things. And the audience from the time My Hero has started to now has probably gotten older, is more willing to understand and, and is able to understand these concepts. So yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm excited for this coming weeks, though, and hopefully mm-hmm. back into – no, we're going to get one more because I think it's the Hellish Todoroki Family Part 2 and then we're kind of back into – all right, Midoriya probably wakes up, and now we figure out: is can Class One A stop the, all the villains that have been released from the prisons? So mm-hmm. I don't know. Tune in next week to find out. Ayo. All right, but yeah, uh, yeah I think that's it, guys. Uh, any other final thoughts or anything else for the end of this episode? Ooh, um, I think we hit all the meaty stuff. Oh, what do you think, Drake? No, I I agree with you. I think we did hit on a lot of uh, things. I think more to come. Obviously, all of these things are evolving um, as we're going along, and so we'll it'll obviously it'll get more complex, and then we're we're also going to get a lot more content going into uh, February and March. So just stay tuned. Listen to what we're doing, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reach out, chat with us as well. We would appreciate it. What about you, Scott? Um, all those things. Yeah. Like, I appreciate anyone who's tuning in. Um, if you really like the show and, you know, you're hesitant to tell your friend about it, tell your friend about it. Yeah. There's a lot of cool shows where I'm like, Preach. even just like popular comedy shows. And I'm like, I don't know if they'll like it. You know, just tell them. Let right. them decide. You yes. know, because yeah, they yeah. might just like it. it might be their fa- next favorite thing. So. And they go watch it and I be like, "Oh, Scott likes this." Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's always that. I totally that regret from. ever being friends with him. He's got terrible taste. Ugh. Yeah, that's never happened. But that thought <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> I'm like gonna offer something, but right. um, yeah. But I definitely appreciate everyone who tunes in. Uh, if you like it, share with your friends and um, you know, comment us. We want to hear from you guys. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Well, all right, everybody. I think they said it all. You guys have a great rest of your week. And as always, thanks for sticking with us. Shoots. The Joystick Show. If you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, we'd really appreciate a follow, subscribe, and a review. Just how we like chatting with our friends, please share this with yours. Feel free to join the squad and follow us at J-O-Y-S-C-H-T-I-C-K-S-H-O-W Joystick Show on Twitter and Instagram or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like submitting topics or questions to be discussed on future episodes, you can email us at joystick.show at gmail.com. As always, thank you. 
Peace out and make it a great rest of your week.